Welcome back to the Words Can Heal podcast. I'm your host, Shakira Nay. Words Can Heal is a faith-based podcast that provides a real perspective on how to navigate life, society, and culture through the lens of faith. Each episode is designed to be fun, empowering, and healing, covering topics such as navigating your 20s, relationships, self-discovery, and the faith journey. Tune in for an interesting ride as we learn to heal and grow together. Today's episode is all about finding a sense of normalcy in the unexpected, Um, which, (laughs) hello, welcome to 2024. I think we should uh, address that first. The last episode I released, I believe, was sometime November, but a lot of life has happened since then, and we'll tackle that more in this episode. It's ultimately like what inspired this episode, but... First, um, if you remember how we do it, we started incorporating this thing where I address some things that I've been enjoying in the past week, but since it's a new year, I've just summed it up to some things I've been enjoying lately. Um, First and foremost, my fave favorite show, The Rookie. I have honestly been watching a lot of like my comfort shows, which is fine. So like Parks and Rec, The Office, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, some random shows like cooking shows or home improvement shows. Like those are my comfort shows. And I forgot about The Rookie, which I started sometime like early or mid last year. And I was still on season one. And over the past two or three days, I've binged all the way to season two. And I'm not mad. I'm simply obsessed. This show eats. It delivers. However, my friends have been receiving many podcasts about dramatic things that happen in the show because A, I feel like they'll never watch it. And B, I need to talk some of the stuff out. So if you guys want me to start a podcast on The Rookie, let me know. I'm kidding. Anywho, it is a TV show that follows, (laughs) insert the the Rookie podcast now. Um, It's a TV show that follows uh, rookie cops, right, at LAPD. And they've got their TOs, their teaching officers, and sergeant, and the captain, and it's it's got its Grey's Anatomy appeal in the sense of yeah there's some episodes that's like this isn't reality like this doesn't happen all the time but like it is eating I'm here for the plot it is delivering it is giving all that it needs and I love me some some Nolan I love me some Tim Tim let me stop let me stop let me stop anyhow so the rookie that has become my latest obsession oh and suits oh my gosh I took a break from watching suits but I think those are my main two in rotation so like suits and the rookie those are my shows that's the jam that's the vibe um some other things I've been enjoying lately is work I freaking love where I work I work in a nonprofit here in Orlando and honestly like it is very rewarding to step into a position that is more hands-on um, in the sense of community engagement and being at workshops and just, I don't know, getting my hands on the footwork of the foundation. 
I work for and I love it. It is very fulfill- for, uh, fulfilling. It is very fulfilling. Am I okay? It is very fulfilling. And especially having, um, like I said, contributing to that sense of normalcy and the unexpected. Like, we'll dive into it, I promise. But I feel like my schedule has been so just off, irregular. And when your body's stressed, like, I don't know, you've got to take steps to help regulate it, regulate your emotions, regulate your body. And having work as an outlet, as an opportunity has been a a blessing for me. And it's something that I'm enjoying. And it's a lot because I'm training out of my position, but I'm also training for a new position that like is just now being created. Um, So yeah, that's that's something I've been loving lately. And lastly, I, your girl has been a little bit of a, how do I say, artiste. I've been getting my art on in the sense of making beaded bracelets. I had to take it back. We, life has been lifing so much. And I'm like, I am a 24 year old baby. I tell my mom that all the time. Like, <laughs> I was just like, I'm just a baby. I'm just a baby. What do you mean? I'm a 24 year old baby. I should not have to worry about this, but life is going to life and it's going to continue to life and you can't control that, but you can do and engage in activities and things that help heal and still love that inner child in you. So I started making beaded bracelets. I had the idea because I have, um, my aunt is in the hospital. She was in the ICU from December 19th until a couple days ago. I think it was last Thursday, like this past Thursday, um, or this past Wednesday. I, anywho, um, yeah, that's been a lot. And I just needed busy work because it was around Christmas, it was around the holidays when this happened, and my boss was like, don't worry about work, like, be with your family, and I'm like, cool, 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 bet I can't do anything, like, (laughs) you have to sit and wait and trust God and not work, not have anything to focus on, so I started making beaded bracelets. I made one for my aunt, I made one for my mom, I made one for me, and I want to make some for the rest of my family. And um, I made some, it's not like a bracelet, but it's more so like a like a charm, which um, for the, nur- the ICU nurses and really just anyone that was on that floor taking care of patients and my aunt during that time, um, put together a little gift basket for them. So that was really fun. It was really rewarding and exciting and it helped um kind of ground me away from the traumatic experience <laughs> which ah, ha, ha. shall we trans transition i guess man i guess i don't even know where to begin so i think how we'll get into this is starting by saying um I don't know, like life is very precious. And when unexpected events happen that you, I don't know, it's unexplained, unexp- 
expected so you don't plan for it um and it can quite literally be traumatic and I think having the right tools and resources to help you navigate through those tragedies and traumatic events are very helpful for you in the moment and also um, just long term. But I think we'll transition by saying um, and really just having this section be labeled not letting tragedy consume you. because man, is it hard when you are in the midst of it, going through it to be consumed by it. Um, A little synopsis of what happened. December 19th, um, my aunt, who, to preface, is an individual who helped raise me. My father was not in my life. My mom and aunt moved to Florida when I was three months old and it has been the three of us since then and I am now 24 years old um so the typical relationship people may have with their aunts um it's it's not that typical in this sense because it's a unique situation but um December 19th she was headed to work on I-4 which is an interstate here in Florida deemed one of the most dangerous in until this incident I'm like ah you know that's just I-4 being I-4 it really is dangerous she was headed to work and someone was driving the wrong direction on I-4 and hit her head on and um she was taken to the hospital and was in ICU for two weeks And like I said, just recently was placed on a different floor, but it is a long recovery journey ahead. And um, in the midst of that, I feel like I have experienced so many different emotions and um, I have not, disclaimer, I have not processed through half of them. I had to say a prayer. I had to tell my brain, I do not have the capacity to process through this right now shield me block me protect me from what I cannot handle and my brain did just that and God did just that (laughs) because if I let that tragedy consume me I don't know where I would be I don't know what my emotional state would be I just don't know because I know my past emotionally mentally and while I do have God, it's still hard. Like, we need to be for real. <laughs> I would love to be the Christian that's like, oh my gosh, I have God. Literally, the most crazy thing just happened, but God is with me. It's hard to to accept that and to speak that and believe that sometimes. And that's just my personal walk. In relationship with God yours may be different your families may be different but anywho um so navigating through that <laughs> I've gone through so many different emotions I have been angry so angry I was angry at God in the in the sense of like my aunt's a good person like she's a really good person she wasn't doing anything reckless she was headed to work 
and this incident happened and it changed her life forever it changed all of our lives forever um and that's something again it's it's finding sense of normalcy in the unexpected like that's this episode focus when something unexpected like that happens you don't know how to navigate life because everything changes and um it's easy to let that circumstance consume you and um I don't know I like to think of it that in life we have choices like no matter where you are in your walk in life like there's always a choice and I could have chose to let this consume me I could have chose to be consumed with the anger and cussing out every person that's in my path um being mad at God and stepping away from God which frankly I could never do I can never do and we're being transparent so I would be lying if I didn't say God if my aunt doesn't make it through this like I don't know how I can come back to you I said that to God and I have no regrets because that was my honest opinion and that was my honest experience in that moment I did not know if I would be able to continue to follow God if he did not bring my aunt through this and it's a bold statement but we're transparent around here words can heal we are healing through testimony we are healing through our words and open and transparent conversation um and uh that was really when things were bad she was still in the ICU uh, super sedated all this stuff but I like I said I was angry I could have let that consume me I was sad I could have let the sadness consume me like it has in my past um but it goes back to to knowing yourself and I've gone through therapy and counseling uh once for grief and again for just learning how to communicate and set boundaries and just in general um working self-work and because I had that opportunity to do therapy I was able to as much as I didn't want to acknowledge my feelings reach out to people when I needed to reach out to them like when I was sad I texted my mom that I was really sad and I don't know like I just felt sad and I didn't know what to do and I had no motivation I didn't want to pray I didn't want to get up I just wanted to lay in bed and cry all day long but I I had my moment where I allowed myself to cry and then I just did the simple activity of getting up I slept at my mom's I slept in my mom's room I think for two weeks straight um which was fun and funny like processing things and being with my mom I just love her but I (laughs) I got out of her bed and I got ready for the day I washed my face I brushed my teeth and I don't remember what I did on that day but I put the phone down I may have did a bracelet or I may have eaten breakfast um 
And that's still a win because that's still making a choice to do something that ultimately would help me and make me better on this journey. And um, what else did I experience? Experience anger, sadness. Um, And the crazy thing is I, and who knows, after I go through therapy, we'll see, but I cannot find an ounce in my soul, in my heart to be mad at the other person. Um, And I don't know the full story. I don't know how they ended up in that position, but there's nothing in me that is angry at this person. And I just feel peace about not having anger towards this person. And that does not make me holier than thou because boy, oh boy, have I been cussing people out on I-4. Um, <laughs> it's just, why are you driving crazy? I moved away from the city, the city, quote unquote. I live in a different part of Orlando, Sanford area, Lake Mary area. Anywho, it's more quiet side of town. And like, I didn't want to be around East Orlando chaos and people driving crazy. Like, I didn't want to be around that. Um, So I'm enjoying my little quiet life. (laughs) I think I like this little life. You're welcome to my listeners out there. Anywho, um, not letting tragedy consume you. I, yes, I had to acknowledge the emotions and I'm still walking through this, mind you. So what I'm speaking on, I'm trying my best to not to shield the rawness of my emotions, but also speak authentically on this platform in case someone else needs to hear this, Um, whether it be now, whether it be a year from now, I want to still have a little bit of that rawness from the reality of the situation to be able to speak to people, but also shield what I know I need to process through in therapy but like I said we keep it real we keep it authentic round here yeah I know whoa scared me it was myself I scared myself am I rusty or am I rusty anyhow (laughs) how many times will I say any of you in this podcast I'm not cutting any of this out anyhow cheerio yeah there's just been a lot that I've had to process through and um, make the choice to not not let my emotions or the situation consume me. And without comes navigating guilt, um, which there is this term called survivor's guilt. You've probably heard of it. Like if there's a tragic event and someone else is affected by it and you're not, Um, you have a sense of guilt for surviving when in reality that's out of your control like the outcome of things are it's out of your control but um, in navigating this guilt there is this feeling of just again it's just not fair this person didn't deserve it no one deserves bad things to happen to them let alone good people don't deserve bad things to happen to them but we live in a fallen world and um, a broken world and things do happen but at the end of the day they are like all things 
work for the good of those who have relationship with God. And, um, I do believe that. And I have to constantly remind myself that, um, which again is a choice because I could wallow in self-pity. I could feed into every ounce of me. That's like, maybe I want to try drinking the problems away. (laughs) I've never liked alcohol like that, but I'm like, I would love to numb my feelings right now. (laughs) I would love that, but I cannot allow myself that opportunity. Like, even if I wanted to, like my, I just can't, like, I don't know if it's my spirit. I don't know if it's just me. I have to journal and that's a choice. I have to talk to a friend. That's a choice. I have to book a freaking therapy session. That is a choice. Again, things that I don't have to do, but because I do want to heal and be a healthy version of myself, I am making the choice too. Um, But when it comes to navigating guilt, uh, I have had to learn to be okay with prioritizing myself while I am hurting because there's a sense of guilt that my aunt helped raise me. She is like a parent to me. And even though this isn't an expectation that people are putting on me, I just automatically have assumed this, so to speak, responsibility of like, no, I have to be at the hospital every single day. I have to be an advocate for her. I have to sacrifice my entire life to be there for her. And while I know she appreciates me being there, she also understands that like this is a hard time for everyone and an adjustment for everyone. And I don't have to rationalize my feelings or rationalize doing what's best for me before I do what's best for me. And being at the hospital every single day, that is not what is best for me at this moment. I have, I've pushed myself to the point of exhaustion. I have made myself nauseous. I have not been eating. I've not been properly hydrating. And once I had that point, I'm like, no, I need to take a step back. Seeing the rawness of the situation firsthand is a lot for me emotionally, even more so since I have not had an opportunity to sit down with my therapist. (laughs) I can only handle so much. And it really took my best friend tonight when she checked on me. She texted me and I told her how I really felt. And what she said in response put me in a sense of unease. And it's because A, she was being 100% truthful and I knew it is something that I needed to address and I knew it was something that I needed to do in order to make it through this long season, this long journey ahead. But it it put me at unease because it went against everything that I have necessarily built myself on, the my approach to life, my approach to situations. I have always been someone who gives, 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 while neglecting to take care of myself 
and again, I've worked through a lot of this in therapy, so I know what it stems from, but my best friend, she said, I know you want to help and you feel responsible to help, but these intense events are triggering and you can only be there for someone if your foundation is a happy, healthy human. It doesn't help anyone if you're struggling and not able to release it in a healthy way. And I was like, dang girl, period, ate up. Because I I was letting the situation consume me. And because I felt guilty for whatever reason, again, I'm gonna address it in therapy, because I felt guilty I wasn't allowing myself to experience life and find a balance. I felt like if I wasn't at the hospital every single day, if I'm not at the hospital every single day, then I'm not a good person. And that is just simply a lie. It's not the truth. There is this therapeutic practice. I can't remember who or where it came from. But it's when you have this unhelpful thought um, to practice saying, who told you that? And if no one told you that, then you need to deconstruct this thought and find the root of where it came from. Because it came from you. It's you projecting how you feel or you think someone will feel on a situation or on a person when in reality, that's not how they feel at all. And that's what... I've had to do tonight. (laughs) I had to take a look. All right. Who told me I'm a bad person? No one. Absolutely no one told me that. That's just something I adapted and decided to um, attach to the situation for whatever reason. And we'll debunk that in therapy. But I felt it was important to bring that up here and uh, speak about it just candidly. And um. That's why I think it's important to to prioritize yourself in the midst of tra- tragedy um, because everyone processes things differently. And I'm so blessed to have a mom who she, I don't know, because that's her sister, obviously. My mom is doing everything she can and she is just so strong and just so caring and so loving and that is why I pray every day just thanksgiving to God and I just pray that I don't know she will have someone who supports her the way she deserves to be supported and I have journaled about that and prayed about that for a long time long long time anyhow um that's why it's important to have a sense of normal normalcy in the midst of a tragic event, an unexpected event. And um, what does normalcy look like for me at this time of my life? I'll be honest, I don't know why I said it like that. Anywho, what does normalcy look like for me? It looks like going to work. Like I said, being at the hospital every single day was not helpful for me emotionally. Um, especially while I have not had a chance to begin therapy and vocalize what I feel um, and also find a healthy way of coping with how I feel. 
with based off of the need of the season, the need of the situation. So going to work has been very helpful for me to be around my crazy coworkers, to laugh with them and um, work, do work that I'm proud of. And um, yeah, going to work has been a normal normalcy experience that has helped me during this time. Um, staying at my own place has been helpful because while my while I was at my mom's, uh, my grandparents were in town and we were driving people back and forth and, and it, it was exhausting. And I did not have downtime. I did not have alone time to process, to journal, to pray, whatever that looks like. Um, and having my own space and being in my own space has allowed me to pinpoint how I really feel and listen to my body and be okay with setting a boundary of not being able to go to the hospital every single day, but maybe every other day. Um, And instead of doing one activity, my mom suggested maybe being a person who does like art activities with my aunt. And I'm like, oh my gosh, absolutely. Yes. I, I can be that person. Mom is medical proxy. I am fine. Let's do something artsy person. Um, Cause that's all I have the capacity for genuinely. And that is okay. And I have accepted that. Another normalcy experience that I've been engaging in is cooking. I love cooking. And um, I cooked my mom a salmon rice bowl when she slept over at my place. I just cooked chicken tonight with some curry sauce and green beans and sweet potatoes. And I watched The Rookie and it felt good. It felt really good. Um, Engaging in creative activity. So making the bracelets, decorating my apartment. um, So walking around Home Goods or Target, even if I'm not buying anything, just finding a sense of normalcy of being inspired again or engaging in activities that I did before this um, traumatic life altering event happened. Um, Pinteresting. So I made a Pinterest board for this year. And um, to that also, I will just say it is very helpful to create some type of screen saver or lock screen of whatever your Pinterest mood board is because looking back at my lock screen for 2023 and the Pinterest board that I put together and what I journaled and prayed for the Lord showed up and he showed out and he exceeded my expectations in 2023 and having that reminder and seeing that reminder every single day I feel like it helped me to keep hope and keep faith alive so I did that again for this year and um, really setting aside time for myself, even though I don't know what, I don't know what this year is going to look like. I, I have not a single idea. I am simply taking it day by day. And if anything, I am so much more grateful for the things that I have. I'm like, I can't think past that at this point. And that's okay. Um, but Uh, Something else that has helped me in finding normalcy in the unexpected 
I have not gone to church since before my aunt's accident. And it's because I simply don't have the capacity to. There, I, I have not had the capacity to do a lot of things mentally, emotionally, and um, spiritually, if I'm being honest. Like I said, I was mad at God for a little bit. And then I prayed with my aunt and I felt a sense of relief. And um, I've been able to have my heart softened and communicate with God and connect with God. And it doesn't look like it, it looked two months ago. It doesn't look like it looked a month ago. Like I said, I haven't physically been to church and it's because I don't have the capacity to. I instead find other ways to connect with God and have a sense of normalcy in the unexpected situation that I'm in by listening to worship music making the choice to listen to worship music. I don't, I'll be honest, I'm not in a place to listen to a sermon. I'm just not, that's not, I've asked God to speak to me in other ways during this time. So if it's listening to a podcast or the Lord putting a certain scripture or book on my heart, then I will open up my Bible and read that or listen to this podcast or have a God conversation with a friend and that is how I'm connecting with God in this season of my life and I feel like God is still pleased with that um saying a prayer some days I have fight in me to fight and pray for the situation other days I only have fight in me to pray on behalf of someone else's situation. In other days, it is a simple prayer of God, literally, thank you for today. Thank you for bringing me through today. Thank you for the peace I felt, the laughs I shared, this little win that happened. Um, and that's just what my relationship with God looks like. And I feel peace about that. And I feel like I have understood a little bit more of what having faith and hope and trust in God is now more than ever um, because everything I thought I knew has been shaken up and changed (laughs) and that is okay because that's just the reality that we are living in right now but um yeah that is I guess we'll we'll wrap it up a little bit wrap it up a little bit just a little bit yeah i need to because she's tired she is tired hunty anywho you can visit shakirane.com slash words can heal to submit topics you want to hear for the show um follow us on instagram at words can heal podcast and subscribe to follow the show and get nope show your support there we go um thank you for listening i will catch you all next week maybe a week after that um whenever I feel inspired to make another episode you will catch me then and hopefully it will be next week if not until next time thanks for listening